What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Nate and Friends. I hope everybody's having an awesome fucking Thursday afternoon. I'm in the studio, and I'm going to show part two of the little COVID-19 series I'm doing. Obviously, I've talked about the coronavirus in past uh, episodes, and um, I continue to talk about it because I feel like people don't have quite enough knowledge on it. And I feel like the mainstream media is just freaking everybody out and scaring everybody into a panic. And it's been that way. Obviously, stuff is shut down. Things are crazy. Times like this are nuts. Um, I hope everybody obviously is staying safe. And I hope everybody is, uh, you know, I mean, if you want to practice social distancing, go ahead and do it. Um, I feel like it's your right, uh, you know, again, to stay home and stuff like that. I, I don't completely agree with it. But we're going to jump into the video here. I want to get right into it so I can show you guys this video. It's really not too long. It's roughly, uh, it's about 17 minutes long. So I hope you guys can hang in there with me and I'm going to show you guys the video. So I'm going to switch over to the video and let you guys watch it. In order to understand number four, I will briefly explain something about viruses. Some viruses only infect animals such as ticks, cats and bats. Others infect human beings. Some viruses cannot jump from animal to human being. Those who can are called zoonoses. They have a specific receptor binding domain with which they can enter the human cell through the so-called ACE2 receptors. Now don't worry. I'm not going to bore you with jargon. That is not my intention with this documentary. I have asked medical doctors, virologists and DNA scientists several questions and I will explain in a clear and simple manner what they told me. The official narrative that patient zero was infected with COVID-19 by eating an infected bat is absolutely false. Why? because the virus would, first of all, have to jump from bat to man, then it would have to reproduce and feed off human cell material, which is impossible for its fully adjusted to bat cells, and then, step number three, it has to become contagious. Those three steps do occur in nature, don't get me wrong, but it takes time. Especially step two is a problem. After all, the virus cannot survive without a host. In this case, the bat. His entire protein sequence is attuned to bat cells. That's what the virus needs for food and for reproduction. Bat cells. When the virus jumps from bat to human, its problems are huge. First of all, it has to be able to enter the human cells. Then it has to get acquainted with its new host the human being, so that it can actually eat his cells and start to multiply, after which it can become an irritating, contagious flu virus. This takes time, a lot of time. We are talking about the natural evolution of a virus. But that time wasn't there. COVID-19 was suddenly there, out of the blue. According to the officials, it jumped right out of a dead bat into a human being. And voila, there it was, highly effective and contagious. This is absolutely impossible, according to the experts I talked to. 
then why are the World Health Organization and the United Nations spreading this insane tale? According to my professional sources, the virus must have been tempered with. Protein engineering, they called it. Not a naturally evolved virus, but an intentionally altered virus. To be precise, the protein sequence of this virus had been altered over a long period of time in human cells or in human guinea pigs. Was the discovery of patent number US 10 130 701 B2 granted to the British company Purbride on November 20, 2018 for the development of a coronavirus as posted on several social media, was that of any interest at all in this case? No. According to my sources, COVID-19 had nothing to do with that patent. And yet, Purbride did provide a lead. Because of the wrong track of this patent, I stumbled upon Purbride's financial benefactor, Bill Gates, our billionaire from my previous documentary about the fall of the cabal. Our great philanthropist, Bill Gates, well known for his vaccination program. When we look at his investments and thus his financial interests, it is clear that Bill Gates is everything but a philanthropist. He invested over $200 million in large pharmaceutical companies, giving him great financial interest in the production of vaccines and drugs. Let's take a look at the role of Bill Gates in the corona case. In February 2020, it was announced that Moderna, an American biotechnology concern, has started working on an experimental vaccine. Moderna is sponsored by the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, a worldwide alliance that finances and coordinates the development of vaccines. In order to make the corona vaccine as fast as possible, Moderna is now collaborating with Innovio Pharmaceuticals, Wistar, VGXI, a subsidiary of Gene One Life Science, and Twist Bioscience. What do all of these companies have in common? They are all financed by Bill Gates. Let's be honest, this man has a lot to gain from a pandemic. He reminds me of our own Dutch virologist, Up Osterhaus, who provided the government of the Netherlands, Holland, with his so-called objective advice back in 2009 concerning the battle against the Mexican flu. When the first infected person was officially registered in the Netherlands, he and his co-workers toasted with whiskey on this memorable fact. That's a bit good and following his advice, the Dutch government ordered 34 million Mexican flu vaccines with the company in which Osterhaus had a 10% share. Na, net na 12 uur gisteravond heeft VWS een order geplaatst voor 34 miljoen doses. Succes. Follow the money. Let's hand it to them. It's a brilliant concept. There's a problem, 
you come up with a solution. The problem is a virus, you come up with a vaccine. The greater the problem, the greater your profit. And why not exaggerate the problem a bit? Use your connections at the WHO and the UN to spread a highly overrated message of fear into the world via the mainstream media where you have lucrative connections as well and the big bucks come rolling in. And if there is no virus to work with, you create one. COVID-19. You understand what Storyline 4 is all about, right? The depopulation program that was so beautifully outlined in Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 by the hand of Henry Kissinger. The special program in which the world population has to be brought back from 7 billion to max 500 million people, all in the name of sustainability and saving planet Earth. And our friend Bill Gates openly assists in reaching this goal by means of his vaccination program. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Oh, and you're going to love this one. In 2019, Netflix broadcast a series about the creation of a universal vaccine. Pandemic. How to prevent an outbreak. Who financed the series? Bill Gates. Who played a role star? Bill Gates. Also in 2019, in October, Event 201 took place in New York. Guess what was simulated at the event? The outbreak of a coronavirus. Believe it or not, just before the actual outbreak, a few weeks later. Who financed Event 201? Bill Gates. And it gets even crazier. Event 201 was not the first corona exercise. On September 18, at Tianhe Airport in Wuhan, there was an exercise around the alleged infection of a passenger with the coronavirus. To practice! For what? For something they knew darn well was going to happen? Either Bill Gates and his friends are extremely psychic, or they know more than you and me. I bet on the latter, at least for now. Oh, and there's yet another thing about Bill Gates that not many people are aware of. He is the financial force behind the World Health Organization, set up in 1948 by the Rockefellers, the extremely powerful family that I put in the limelight in part two of my documentary about the fall of the cabal. The WHO, that most people believe to be an objective organization for the benefit of all of humanity, floats on the dollars of Bill Gates and his charity organization, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So who do you think is behind the plans and their execution of the World Health Organization. Follow the money and everything becomes crystal clear. Now here's a nice little sideline before we continue with storyline number five. The more I studied Bill Gates, the more he fascinated me. How could a computer nerd 
After all, he'd started off with a small computer business that in no time grew into the multi-billion dollar concern Microsoft. How could this post-student suddenly end up on the front page of Forbes with that much money and that much power? Did he come from an ordinary family? While making my previous documentary, my intuition had led me to the real identity of Pizza Play's owner, James Elefantes, to the almighty Rothschild family. Could Bill Gates be a Rothschild as well? Or, even more likely, a Rockefeller? Bill's father, William Henry Gates, was an attorney. He sat on the board of Planned Parenthood. His mother, Mary Maxwell, was a successful businesswoman. Her family tree turned out to be important. Her grandfather, James Maxwell, was a wealthy banker. Not exactly an average American working-class family, I'd say. Now watch this. Bill Gates's ninth great-grandfather, in other words, 12 generations back in time, was Stephen Gifford. This gentleman had two children, Hannah and Samuel Gifford. Hannah's family line leads us 10 generations down the line to Bill Gates, while Samuel Gifford's family line takes us seven generations into the future to none other than Nelson Rockefeller, the 41st Vice President of the US. They belong to the same family. The Rockefellers, whose tentacles of power reach deep in every medical branch, from universities to the FDA, and our Microsoft Bill Gates, all come from the same nest. And not only that, when you go all the way back to the 20th great-grandfather of Bill Gates, which is 23 generations back in time, once again on his mother's side, we end up in the 13th century with John Lestrange V. There we see the fork in his family tree that leads us 21 generations into the future to none other than the Queen of Great Britain. She knighted her distant descendant in 2005 for his contribution to the world of business and charity. Now many people will say, Sure, if you go back in history that far, we're probably all related to each other and to the Queen of England. But I can assure you that is not the case. I invite you to study genealogy. My family tree can be traced all the way back to the 17th century and there's not a drop of royal blood, nor am I related to Bill Gates. So, Bill Gates is not just anybody. He was born in a full-blood cabal family and grew up with only one goal, to take his place in Henry Kissinger's depopulation program. From the moment he was born, his destination was set in stone. He was to become the face of the vaccines. Vaccines that we know contain mercury, a heavy metal that is stored in our brains where it causes Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. Vaccines that caused incredible misery in countries such as India. Vaccines that were made as a solution to a problem that had been created in the first place by the same people of power and money, the Gates slash Rockefellers. 
vaccines that were created by supposedly independent pharmaceutical companies, each and every one of which were financed by the Gates slash Rockefellers. Do you see a pattern emerge? The corona flu virus was made and turned loose on the world. It's a common flu, but it was used by the cabal as their trump card. No pun intended. A pandemic! The mainstream media are shouting off the rooftops non-stop. Newspapers write about nothing else. Governments emphasize the importance of washing our hands, of quarantine, mouth caps and the closure of country borders. One person mentions something about toilet paper and everybody runs to the supermarket to stock up toilet paper. Interesting choice, by the way, as COVID-19 does not cause diarrhea. The people are so easily manipulated, it's scary. Fear has taken over. No one seems to be able to think logically anymore. The mind, too, seems to be on lockdown. Henry Kissinger said it loud and clear. It won't be long before we're all force vaccinated. I wonder what else will be in those vaccines, apart from mercury. Why do I think about Dr. Lieber's nanotechnology? Remember? The cognitive influences? The behavioural influences? <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. All right, so there you have it, guys. Um, an interesting video. And like I said, it's just to throw some perspective out there about the virus. I think there's a lot of misconception about the virus. And I think that a lot of people are scared and a lot of people are freaked out and you have every right to be, um, you have every right to be freaked out. You have every right to be scared, but it's unfair for, I get it when people say the country should be shut down. I understand where they're coming from when they say the country should be shut down to flatten the curve of the virus. Okay, but let's all be real here. The 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 first respiratory case of this, I believe, was in Wuhan on November 17th of 2019. Since then, we've probably had somewhere around 800,000 flights from China to the United States. This virus has been here. I know everybody remembers uh, back in even November, December, they got real sick, they went to the doctor, they got tested, they tested negative for strep, for influenza A and B, for all these other things. You probably already had the coronavirus. Now, I understand where people are coming from saying the country needs to be shut down. 
but it's very simple economics. You can't shut a country down. You can't do that. I think we need to be more concerned about what we face after we reopen. Um, You're going to see cases. You're going to see people die, and that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that people die, but people die every day. People die from the flu. People die from hunger. People die from suicide. People die from cancer. People die every day. But the news doesn't cover that. The news doesn't cover these people dying every day. The news covers the coronavirus. The news fearmongers you into believe that this is something that I don't believe it is. It's my right. I shouldn't have to stay in my house. I understand it's so that I don't get someone else sick, but I live in a free country. If you want to stay in your house and you want to wear a mask and you want to do that, that's your right and you can do that. But I shouldn't have to do it because you're scared. Okay? I should be able to live my life. I should be able to go to work. And I own a small business and I'm hurting and I don't have a ton of employees. So the, e- the economical state of this country is going to be in collapse and it's going to be in distress when this opens back up, if it opens back up soon. We can't keep it shut down. It's very simple economics. And I think we all need to do our own research. I've been doing my own research. I believe that you need to do your own research. You need to know and learn about this virus, okay? The flu virus kills, the mortality rate of the flu virus is 0.1 to 0.2% yearly, okay? The coronavirus, they say, is like obviously 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10%. They keep on changing the numbers. It's probably around 1%. If we did more testing, if we tested everybody, I believe from the research I've done that that mortality rate would probably drop to about 0.3 to 0.4%, which means it's 3 to 4 3 to 4% higher in mortality rate than it is the flu. People panicking, going out, buying toilet paper, panic buying, these are all not good things. Okay? We all have to calm down. We all have to relax. Wash your hands. Cough into your shirt or into your arm. If you want to wear gloves, fine. If you want to wear a mask, fine. If you want to stay six feet apart, fine. But you should be very worried. Our freedoms have been taken away. I don't think people realize that. So just something for me to leave you with, okay? Somewhere around thirty to 40,000 people have already died this year alone from the flu, okay? I understand that New York is all these cases. But let's look at the real research here. New York added 3,700 people to the death list that didn't even test positive for corona. They didn't even test positive for COVID-19. Okay? So please, people, do not believe everything you see on CNN and Fox and MSNBC and CBS. Do your own research. Watch videos. Read you know, uh, articles from other doctors and other scientists, even in other countries, please do your research. This video is part of a four-part series so far. I appreciate everybody watching. Thank you guys so much. I hope that you guys enjoyed this video, and I will be back with another video very soon. Thank you, and see you all very soon.